and everyone this is hydro and you are listening to the red rank podcast Welcome back to Red Rank Podcast. I'm your host, The Crow Show. So on this episode, I'm really happy to be joined by members of the Four Directions stream team. We did a an event stream in November for Native American Heritage Month. It was in partnership with Dead by Daylight. They were there on our channel. We had some technical issues, thanks to me. You know, we did a technical test before that, and I thought we ironed everything out. But yeah, my... Uh, I'm blaming my GoXLR Mini on that one. It, here we are. We're here to talk about our experience with Dead by Daylight, talk about our event, and also just talk about content creation in general. I think we've got a really good variety of content creators in front of us here, and I'd love to pick your brains and kind of, um, you know, steal some ideas from you and some inspiration, and we'll go from there. So, um, Coda Welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great, Crow. How are you doing? Really good. Really good. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and like what what what's your uh what's your deal on on Twitch and content creation? Um hi, my name is Coda FM. Um I am a Valo Riety caster here on uh, twitch.tv, um where I focus a lot of uh uh, bring positivity to Valorant lobbies and uh, teach about Native American rights and issues on a daily basis. Um, you can find me on TikTok, on YouTube. I'm starting to post there um, a lot more and pretty much just spreading positivity and um, getting um, the best reactions that I can for people um, is really um, where I find uh, the inspiration for my content. So. Right on, right on. And yeah, anytime I've been in your stream, it's always been laughs and a good time. So definitely keep that up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, next on our list, Simply Aretha, our leader of Four Directions, who um, played a major, major role in making this Dead by Daylight event happen. And um, anything else you've seen on the channel, Aretha's played a big part in that as well. So uh, Aretha, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, of course, uh, your involvement with the Four Directions and, and your content? Uh, for sure. Um, yeah, so my name is Aretha. Um, I am a content creator. I'm also a filmmaker, and uh, I also am a program director at an Indigenous film festival. So, yeah, I just I do I do a lot of stuff. I also am an advocate, so I do a lot of advocacy work. Uh, for Indigenous people um, at a national level. So I actually sit on like a national board and I do a lot of advocacy oh, cool. locally as well too. So um, yeah, I a lot of advocacy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm a big planner and I think that's how I kind of um, was able to, like, how do I give back? And for me, I always think of, um, it's not about like what, what the group can do for me. It's what I can do for the group because I want to, I want to, give as much as I get. And so I feel like giving back as much as possible is kind of like, it's what it's what drives me. I love to give back to people and make sure that I'm uplifting not only myself, but other people as well. So I try to use that as much as possible with the four directions. Um, yeah, I, I kind of started like, um, like the first group of people, Witchy Twitchy invited me to be part of the video because I had actually started two years ago advocating for an Indigenous Heritage Month um, on Twitch. 
And so I was, I was doing a lot of that work when, you know, others were starting to pick it up later on. And I was like, oh, I already created this forum of trying to get like people to vote and stuff like that. And I was trying to figure out who do I talk to? Because again, like I'm an advocate. So I'm like, I don't want to do these forum things. I want to talk to a person. <laughs> so yeah. I, um, I really tried to do as much work as possible to kind of move that stuff forward. But yeah, no, on, on the four directions. Uh, so I'm actually the community manager. Uh, I think we came up with that title because I, we didn't know what else to call it. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out a different title because, um, which wanted to take a step back and, um, and Hippo, the other founder, you know, is is also busy with his content creation and also, you know, his full time job as well. And so we kind of like try to split it up where I'm kind of working more towards with the community and he works kind of like externally, because unfortunately in Twitch, you know, they want to talk to the partners. They don't want to talk to the affiliates. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to get those conversations going. You kind of need the partners to do that. And so Hippo is kind of that person. And when we started the Dead by Daylight thing, they actually reached out to Witchy first and Witchy told me about it prior to like taking the break and was like, hey, DBD reached out to me and said they want to do this thing. So then I reached out to our DBD contact and said, hey, you know, Witchy told me that, you know, there was a possibility of us doing an event. Can we still do that? And um, she was like, yeah, for sure. So then we started talking about it. And I was like, I always feel like you need to at least have two people at all times because something could happen to one person and then someone else needs to be able to pick up the ball. So I asked Crow, who was also a huge, you know, DVD person as well. And I said, Hey, would you join me in these conversations just in case? So do I have that second person to be that backup kind of thing? So yeah, but I know I do a lot of content. I play a lot of DVD. I do do variety. I do also play Valorant. Um, I have <laughs> played Stardew. I have, I basically will play almost any game, but Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm breaking some Ooh, hearts shots here. fired. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like <laughs> Coda is like, like, oh my heart. <laughs> like I remember one time someone tried to do a thing about like, could I name Pokemon? And I was like, I think I got like Pikachu. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I think that's one. Is that that's the one right now, right? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Um and I, I failed the test. Anyways. Yeah. So that's uh, that's basically me and i am also a very long talker so i'm gonna stop now <laughs> hey. yeah. the, the thing is i've had multiple guests tell me like oh i'm talking too much i'm like no that's that's perfect that's what podcasting's all about it's like i need you talking and me just sitting here listening so it's perfect for podcasting thanks aretha uh Frybread queen why don't you you're up next why don't you i i've tuned into your streams dbd texas chainsaw massacre you're you're Super entertaining and, and just a joy to watch. And uh, why don't you tell people a bit about yourself and your your content? Oh, thank you, thank you, Miigwech. Uh Hello, everybody. My name is Fabra Queen uh, Bujuanin. Uh, I'm Hidatsa from MHA Nation. I'm Anishinaabe Ojibwe Ikwe. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, Ikwe. Um, both of my reservations are currently located on what's colonially known as North Dakota. So I'm from North Dakota, and I. Uh, I'm currently residing in California. Um, so my name is Schreiber Queen on Twitch and on Twitter. And my content is really just whatever I feel like in the moment. Um, I do a lot of variety. Uh, I play a lot of DVD. Um, only Survivor, though, because I was just talking about <laughs> this, like, yesterday. Uh, and these guys know because, you know, they, they just, like, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? You can, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, they just shit on me. <laughs> they just shit on me when we played when I was killer. I was like, fuck. Anyway, um, but also like uh, as a survivor, I um, I just mainly played survivor, and then like I was forced to pick up killer and like the Chucky, like the Chucky DLC that came out. That is so fun. Like we did amazing, a four directions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We did a four directions stream on the 28th when chucky came out it was so fun i had so much fun playing chucky it was amazing it was so fun highly recommend playing chucky um but so i do a lot of um in addition to variety like games i also bead on my stream i'm a bead artist uh i do a lot of fundraising on my stream for indigenous oriented causes um this year actually we did a lot of fundraising on my channel which is really great um really really blessed to have a great community who supports me and supports indigenous people as a whole and uh wants to make sure that like indigenous people in indian country are being well taken care of through financials um so we do that um and i'm also like outside of like the streaming realm i'm a counseling psychologist so i do therapy i also do research and i'm also uh, an advocate um, with missing and murdered indigenous relatives in the U.S., I'm on a task force uh, within the American Psychological Society. Oh wow! Um, so I'm doing I do a lot of things, just like mm-hmm. most indigenous women. I feel like we do a lot of things for our people, um, and I'm constantly busy, constantly doing stuff. Uh, unfortunately, right now I'm on a break. So actually, Crow, uh, I started my break today. Like I, I, yeah. uh, I, del- <laughs> I deleted Discord and I deleted Twitch and. Uh, it's like, I remember, I remember I said yes to this before we <laughs> completely like just cut everything out. But, yeah. um, so I'm currently on a, uh, all content creating break to study for the EPPP, which is a psychological, a national psychological uh, licensing exam. Um, hopefully I pass, um, check back in on me in April and see if I'm really, really sad or really, really happy. I guess you'll find out. But uh, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. That's who I am. And that's where I come from. And that's what I do. Right on. Yeah, we're, we're all rooting for you. And I remember just mm-hmm. just as we were do, I think it might have been during our test stream. I was like, talking about how much I hate the doctor. And I was like, I hate doctors. And you're like, wait, what's, <laughs> what do you mean you hate doctors? <laughs> what's your beef with doctors, yo? And I was like, oh, no, uh, no, was, not like I, that. I, not I like that. so hard. I was like, bro, <laughs> we're supposed to be like playing games together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I meant the, the killer in the game, the doctor in the game. <laughs> it was a funny moment, though. But uh, yeah, thank thank you for that. And uh, yeah, that princess. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, how how you got here, how you got into DVD and all that fun stuff. Well, hello everybody. My name is that princess. I'm Apache and a chronically ill, disabled, queer content creator online. Um, I've been in the content creating sphere since like 2015. I started out as a, uh, like, a beauty YouTuber, like, fashion beauty vlogger, all that stuff, and um, would get, like, you know, PR from clothing companies, makeup companies, and was pushing out content, content, content for that, and I loved doing it because I've always considered myself 
an artist. And to me, makeup has always been an expression of art and self. But being chronically ill and disabled, my illnesses kind of started coming to a head in 2016, 2017, where I almost died. So it got it got pretty bad. And I had to step away from that for my own personal health and mental health. Because as a lot of you know, being online can be really taxing. But when you're putting your face out there and your body out there, that can be even more harsh when you're queer and a woman and people are like inspecting every little inch of your body. And I was just like, I, I have to, <laughs> I have to step back. And so I left all those numbers behind cause I was doing pretty well. And I was just like, I can't, this isn't for me anymore. And this is, I felt like that was what was expected of me and people didn't want to, and that's not to say that they didn't, but it felt like makeup and fashion was the only thing that was wanted. And while I still love those things, I was just like, there's more to me than that. So I've always been a fan of video games. And I started streaming on Twitch doing story adventure games like uh, Detroit Become Human, Kingdom Hearts, uh, The Legend of Zelda, The Walking Dead, uh, like that Telltale series that came out. So I've always played video games and story adventure games. But in 2020, I found Dead by Daylight through being a fan of Stranger Things. And I was like, oh, I love Stranger Things. And this game, Dead by Daylight, is on sale. And a friend of mine at that time, because, you know, everybody's on lockdown in 2020. Everybody's looking for something to do. And I reached out to that friend. And I was like, hey, I just got the game. Like, do you want to play sometime? And she's like, hell yeah, like, let's do it. And it was nonstop since then. So like August, September of 2020, I've been playing Dead by Daylight. And at one point I was like, this game would be perfect for streaming because it's different every time. There's always something interesting happening and I'm meeting a lot of people. And in my, you know, previous years of content creation, meeting people online has been my way to the outside world because I have been stuck at home. You know, I've had to, you know, leave the outside world behind to to take care of my health. And So I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to meet even more people through this. And it just kind of like steamrolled for me. So I've kind of been on this slow progression of, you know, hey, I'm streaming on Twitch. I'm playing Dead by Daylight. And once in a while, Mm -hmm. I'll still do art streams and makeup and illustration. I like to do nail art now. But Dead by Daylight has become my hyper fixation. I like to read about the lore, the perks, the characters, the killer side. I'm a survivor main. But, you know, I like reading about all these characters and it just kind of like blossomed for me that I became passionate about it, not just because of a video game, but I liked the lore and the storytelling, too. And then it just I got thrown into this big community of people who felt the same. And then um, I met Crow through interacting with indigenous people online and be like, oh, like he plays Dead by Daylight. And then slowly meeting people. And then Aretha reached out to me and was like, hey, are you, in- you're indigenous, right? You you play DVD, right? And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> and at first I was like, is this a bot? Like, cause, cause it was so funny. Cause it was like, are, are you free on this day? And I was like, yes, I am. How can I help you? <laughs> That's awesome. And then it 
even got even bigger from there. And I've loved every minute of it. It's been amazing. Right on. That's awesome. And and just listening to all of you talk right now, just I'm kind of in awe at like how talented all of you are, like with everything you do, like your artwork and uh, your content and just being entertaining. Like it just that's another thing reason why I love doing this because I get to just we kind of just get to I get to fangirl over all of you for a minute <laughs> so that's <laughs> always fun um so we just we just finished Native American Heritage Month and we were all very active during that month now I wanted to start with you Frybread like what what was your approach leading into uh, Native American Heritage Month and how important is it for you to just make people aware of indigenous issues? Oh, that's such a good question. Oh my God. <laughs> so before November, uh, we had the, um, the panel at TwitchCon. And I feel like even before that, like when we were like um, telling people, like we got on this panel, we finally got accepted. And like, we were actually like telling people um, more. My, my personal channel got like, who like traffic were rolling in all kinds of people were coming in talking about how like they haven't seen indigenous people on twitch and they've been looking for community and different things like that and i'm like well come to me i was like you know hang out with me and, and you're not cool you know i'll just tell you and then you can leave you know whatever <laughs> um then we did the panel and then from the panel uh we my channel blew up again and um I feel like November is very uh, I don't want to I don't want to sound like unappreciative, but I also just want to point out like what I've been witnessing and what I've been experiencing. Um, November is very like tokenizing of indigenous people, even though we're indigenous all year round. Um, but like it's for some reason, November is like, oh, shit, there's a native person. We got to go be friends with them. <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> And yeah. so basically what I did was I, uh, quote unquote, like took advantage of the opportunity. And I was like, you're going to if you're going to use me to like fill your or check your box saying that I hung out with a native person or how does that guy go hug a native this November? Like they hugged me or whatever. <laughs> Give oh, me a hug pork a damn shop, native. Cornucopa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, if you want to like check that box, you're gonna you're gonna give us money. <laughs> that's, like, that's crazy to say, but like it's true. Like, uh, like I said, I had a huge spike in my channel. I think for the month of November, like before November, before the uh, the TwitchCon panel, I think I averaged like maybe like twelve viewers a, a stream, and I don't stream often. I maybe stream like once or twice a week throughout uh like you know and for november i streamed more often and for all november i think i averaged around like 80 viewers so my channel oh, bumped awesome. wow. like really high and um like i said i took advantage of that uh did a fundraiser for not our native daughters i did it in conjunction with uh spoopy nicks and uh Chanelie, um who are also indigenous creators who were also just recently um accepted into the four directions so please, Heck I'm yeah. just plugging people, I guess. But like, go <laughs> yeah. and check them out. Yeah. I love them; they're amazing. <laughs> um, and so we did a Not Our Native Daughters fundraiser, and our push goal was two thousand dollars. Like, we initially just wanted a thousand because we were like, "Ooh, we don't know." And I was like, "No, fuck it, we're gonna push as hard as we can." And we pushed to two thousand, and then when we got to two thousand, we're like, "What do we do next?" And 
We're like, fuck it, keep going. And so we ended up getting like $2,500 for Not Our Native Daughters, which was amazing. Oh, that's um, awesome. It was great. Like, I absolutely loved it. And then we just did the uh, Native Rights Fund, Native American Rights Fund with the Four Directions where we raised over $10,000. And for some reason, I thought that like it went... It did eventually, but I thought it went all the way until like November. So like this last week, I think on like the 28th, I was going to do a charity stream uh, while we were uh, playing the Chucky DLC. But I messaged Rita and I was like, so do is Twitch like matching our money like before or like all month? And she's like before I was like, fuck. So I ended up uh, doing like a really quick, like last minute fundraising stream where I just wanted to raise five hundred dollars. Um, and $500 was like my push. And I was like, at least, at least I'm helping with the cause, you know, and like really pushing for that. Uh, um, but my community ended up showing up and showing out and we ended up raising $700 just on my platform alone within, uh, four oh, hours, awesome. which was wild for me. And I was just Holy like, cow. I was, I was so humbled and so grateful to be able to like sit in that space of like people, like understanding the need that indigenous communities, are having and that we as content creators and like me as a content creator are able to use our platforms to help give back to community to help give back to Indian country as a whole um and I was tweeting like every single day trying to hold twitch accountable and trying to hold other people accountable like hey like you can't continue to disrespect us and expect us to be like respectful and responsive to you like for me personally whenever I get bit more than enough times on my hand then I know not to go back you know and um I know that and I, I want to make sure that like at the end of the day like our people are receiving as much respect as we possibly can because at the end of the day that's all we have financial mm -hmm. whatever um those things don't really matter but in Indian country what matters is respect and trust and when those things are broken you know, we have to work on building them back up. It's never going to be the same, but we have to work on building them back up. So um, that's mainly what I did throughout all of November. I I tweeted every single day talking about, well, not every single day, the majority of the days, I would say like 90% of November, I tweeted every day um, talking about like indigenous content creators. We are here. We are thriving and we're uh, surviving. Um hang out with us like we're cool as shit and uh, like my community like we're super cool like we like to have a good time um i also tweeted about the fundraising uh that we had uh so like supported other indigenous uh content creators not even just people on 4d but just like people that i came in contact with um throughout the whole process um but yeah november was really busy for me and i think i made a tweet about this like how november was really busy and for me, uh, another busy month is May, uh, Missing and Murder Indigenous Women Month, um, because that's what I do like in my professional life, as well as like now it's incorporated within my streaming life. Um, so I was like super busy. And I also I made I made the tweet coming back to the tweet of like, we're indigenous all year round. Don't just tokenize us those times of the year. Like, but I like I said, I took advantage of it, um, of the generosity that people were feeling and we were ended up getting like a lot of money for our people and at the end of the day that money goes straight into our pockets and it's able to go towards like the overall like betterment of the well-being of our people which i'm i'm like super excited about so overall m november was wild and i can't be any more grateful 
and humble by all the love that people have shown like the women's guild raiding us like raiding me gee uh the, <laughs> the indigenous raid train that was <clears throat> fun as hell i had so much fun i played the story game and i was able to finish it and people were like sending uh messages in my whispers after like thank you so much for finishing this game we wanted to know you know and like at that time i had oh. like 109 <laughs> people like watching me and i'm like yeah let's fucking go but yeah it was That's good cool. uh november was great to me great for us um able to see a lot of benefit and it's it's really it's really exciting right on thanks for sharing yeah it was it was really wonderful watching you uh like when i see you posting those tweets and being a, a an incredible activist that like fuels me and inspires me to do more of that as well. So um, that's what I really enjoyed about our team, the four directions, like ever since I haven't always had the most <clears throat> strongest voice in terms of like bringing awareness to people and saying, Hey, here's an issue that you should know about. Um, let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Let's have these conversations so I think that it's it's really important to have those conversations, whether like whether you're brand new to having these conversations or you're a seasoned veteran like Frybread. Um, it's really important to maintain these conversations and keep them going. And like like you mm-hmm. said, not just during these, you know, co- quote unquote, token months, so to speak. This has to go year round and just be mm-hmm. a part of the ongoing discussion. So, yeah, I just wanted to say I really appreciate um everything i've I've seen you doing online and um it's beautiful to see just the the funds that have been uh donated to our people so it's awesome yeah thank you uh aretha how about you like you were super busy with like native gaming and the four directions and helping plan events and organizing things herding all the the native cats into <laughs> into discord <laughs> to make these things happen and People, people really responded really well to that. How how was that experience for you? Um, you know, it's it's. I, I always say I have the best ideas when I dream. Like I definitely do. Like I I I like. I think um, I took a course one time. It was actually it was the only psychology course I ever took. By the way, <laughs> and it was the psychology of creativity. And it was the concept of that as we get older, we forget to play. And we forget to just let go, you know, think outside the box. And it's actually creative people that are the best problem solvers. And for me, like, I'm not waiting for the invitation. I'm not waiting for the things. I'm going to create the opportunities and I'm going to bring as many people with me as possible. Like, that's my mindset about everything. And I always, I always say my, my biggest inspiration is my mother. She's a, I always call her a doer. You don't know how she's going to get it done, but she says she's going to do something and she gets it done. She just does it. She doesn't, she doesn't wait. She doesn't go like, oh, this, I, I can't do this because of this or this or this. She doesn't wait. She just does it. And so for me, like I grew up with that example. So for me, I just do it. And so <sighs> dealing with Twitch has been a challenge. Uh, they've <laughs> definitely challenged me a lot. Uh, and and it is. It's It's one of those things where. I keep trying to come back to the drawing board of how I'm going to tackle this next time, how I'm going to do this next time, how, you know, gathering information and being like, okay, I might have to approach this differently next time. And so one of the things that we were talking about, I know Hippo and I were talking about as well, um, was that even beyond our stream team, we didn't want even this native American heritage month just to be about our stream team because there are more than like 
us on there on the internet, you know, especially on Twitch. So we wanted to open it up to other people. So we were like, okay, I, I was talking to Angie from Native Gaming. And then I was like, oh, and I'm also part of Nietzsche Clan. So I want to reach out to them too. And I'm actually friends with Kyron as well. Um, I actually knew his partner <laughs> before. Um, actually from advocacy work. Uh, we both sat on a national uh, advisory council for MMIW uh, and Two-Spirit. So um, I think that's how I had met his partner and we went to Ottawa together and everything. So, um, and so I knew him from before and I was like, hey, can I like set up a meeting with you? Can I talk to you? I want to join this thing. And so I was like, you know what? That's why we created the the NOM Discord. <laughs> and I was like, I want to invite as many people. There was no like, there was no like application to get in, whatever. You just tell us you're indigenous. We'll, we'll bring you in like, you know, and you can participate in any events. We'll do collaboration. We'll get people talking in there. We're going to plan events. If you have an event, like just tell us about it. We'll promote it. We'll, like we'll, we'll do as much as we can to uplift as many voices as we can. And um, yeah, so that that's basically kind of what we did. And from that, you know, we actually are moving forward um, in another conversation that we had. So I recently joined uh, the Twitch Women's Guild. Um, I actually met the guild leaders when I went to a conference in Florida uh, called E, oh, I would say EXG or ES, ECX, e, EXC. Oh, <laughs> I know yeah, I know what is. you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I was, I oh, was it's G, GCX, right? GCX. I think it's, yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. I think um, it's GCX. Yeah. And um, so I met the guild leaders there and it was when you met them in person, they gave you the code to scan and say, hey, are you interested? And so I was like, OK, so I was interested because they were bringing on affiliates. And when I joined, I was like just blown away by everything that I've learned and everything like the collaborations, the conversations that I've had. And then I just started talking and saying, like, hey, are there are there indigenous people here? And then, you know, people were like, yeah, I want to join this conversation because Native American Heritage Month's coming on. How can we support you? And I was like follow us, lurk in our channels, yeah. rate us. <laughs> yeah. And so that, then I started the conversation of like, yeah, they wanted to do like, we called it a raid train, but it wasn't a raid train. We, we ended up, I think, calling it a raid-a-thon, <laughs> basically yeah. encouraging people. And I was like, and please don't just raid our stream team. Look up Native American Indigenous tags on Twitter. I'm like, if you want to know, like, yes, you can default and just go to our, our, our membership list or whatever, and you can just go there if you want. You know, because you can't just raid anyone on the internet either. So if you feel uneasy about that, then feel free to just raid our team. But, you know, but I encourage you, go and lurk in their chats and, and meet some new people. Um, and so I was trying to push that as much as possible. But also from those conversations, I realized that how how the Twitch guilds even came about and how those conversations happen and how because it's actually a pilot program that the guilds right now which is the Women's Guild, the Men's Guild, I mean, the men's, Women's Guild, not the Men's Guild. Men's Guild, uh, oh, women's finally. Guild. <laughs> <laughs> yes, women's sign Guild. me up. <laughs> the Women's Guild, the Black Guild, and the Latin Guild. And, um, and we were talking about them having an Indigenous Guild. And it doesn't look like it's happening because we're getting a lot of pushback for it because they're trying to tell us not enough people have filled out the survey. So to them, we actually don't have the numbers to even warrant having a guild um but from my understanding how it started out it started out kind of as um as a twitch women's alliance i believe so it actually got me thinking 
that I think, and I would love to do this, and this is actually something I am working on uh, with Angie and Hippo, is actually developing that Twitch Indigenous Alliance so that we can start that framework in now and we can develop that um, and have that criteria so that if for some reason they finally say, okay, you can have the Twitch Guild, I'll be like, here's the Discord with everyone in it. And then That's also... Awesome. And have all those criteria of how you join a guild, like you would join a guild, but for indigenous, but make it indigenous. Mm-hmm. So, and make it more open. So it's not a stream team. It's not whatever. It's just specifically like a Twitch alliance of indigenous people. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I really, idea. <laughs> I really wanted to do that because I, the amount of people who keep asking me not to delete the nom discord and i'm like no i literally when you joined and that was the thing i said i was deleting it yeah yeah that's right um i did and so uh but i think i think developing that because i want to make sure that we're we're again like one of the criteria that i want to make sure that everyone has to do before they join is you have to have filled out the survey and mm-hmm. I think that's part of it too, because that actually is a part of the the guild requirement. When you when you apply, if you actually look at the application, you had to have filled out the, the survey. And so yeah. I want to make sure that if you are going to join in this Discord, that you've done those things. And also you have to be an active streamer. So again, there's all these criteria that you have to do before you even fill out the application. So I want to make sure that if people are going to join, that they are active streamers, they filled out the survey, do all those things. And again, we want to make sure that there are clear criteria so that when people fill it out, they know exactly, you know, what is, what's the expectations are. But again, every single time I do things, I think of how do I leverage this to then now have that next step in conversation. Even when I plan the raid train uh, with our group, I was like, okay, I asked everyone, please take, give me your stream, like, the stream summary of, of that stream when you did the raid train and can you please send it to me because i want that information so that when i go to twitch and say hey look at the numbers we brought in when we decide to do events and i want to be able to have those conversations to show you keep trying to tell us that you know that we don't have the numbers but i'm telling you we can <laughs> so again i want to have like all that information ready for next time I have those conversations with them so I can bring bring it to the table. But yeah, no, there's so many things I planned uh, with the help of people, like obviously the panel, I submitted the panel. I did submit one to G- GXE as well, but I think it was too late because I never did hear back from them. I know it is in Florida again this year, but end of August. So I think maybe I'll try applying again. Um, but also I am a filmmaker. And so actually one of the things that I actually talked about with a local funding agency here is applying for a grant and actually doing a documentary on indigenous streamers and and twitch and and talking about like content creation and also our struggles to keep creating these spaces because even though all these major corporations are on our land they're not including us in the conversation or everyone wants to use the bipoc term but then they don't use indigenous peoples in the conversation so that's not by Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm 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 beginning to like get really annoyed when people use BIPOC and I don't see an indigenous person on there. I'm like, don't call yeah. it BIPOC then. Not gonna bring everyone yeah. to the table, don't call it BIPOC. 
And I love I, actually, that. my let's my put that on a freaking T-shirt. My boss is actually the same way that she actually calls it Ipok now, and puts the oh. I in front because we keep getting lost. And I remember I went to a, a panel a couple years ago, and they didn't actually know that it stood for Black Indigenous People of Color. They thought it meant by people of color. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Oh, and boy. I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> if we can't understand what the spirit intent of even creating that unified like BIPOC term is, don't use it. Learn yeah. what it means first. If you can't if you don't mm-hmm. understand what the what the intention of that was, don't use it. So that's yeah, amazing. Like I said, <laughs> I do so much advocacy and things like that. And mm-hmm. I'm always just trying to think, how can I create more space? How can I create more opportunities? And then how can I then hopefully leverage all the things we're doing to say, listen, give us the respect we're due because we're just as, we're just as active as other people. We're just as important as other people. And we shouldn't have to be asking you this damn hard for it. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Uh, Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing this because I know how determined you are and how organized you are. And how good you are at like getting other people on board with you to to make something happen. So that's why I was curious to ask you about these things because uh, I'm not an organized person, <laughs> so I like hearing your process and uh, how you approach these things. And and the thing about being a doer, like that's that's such a big part of content creation. Just do, you, you gotta do things. And uh, there, too many of us just plan stuff, but we don't actually do it. And we'll be like, oh yeah, we, sh- we should do this. We should, no, let's do it. So I, I really appreciate you saying that you're a doer. Cause uh, yeah, it, in the in the couple years, I think I've known you for a couple years now. Uh, yeah, you're a go-getter. So it's, it's good to see. Um, Coda, I wanted to ask you like kind of in terms of, the way you present yourself, uh, whether it's on stream or social media, stuff like that. Like, how do you, I don't know, like, how do I word this? Like, how do you kind of, I know that like insert your indigenous side is like, that's not it. Cause like, that's just part of who you are. But like, are, I guess, are you conscious of, of being like indigenous and out there and putting your, your opinions out there and your content like is that mm-hmm. or is that something you're conscious of all the time or is it how do you approach that of course um so i guess like going back to like my or like the early part of uh uh my content creation days like back uh oof, oof, long time ago um i was uh the only indigenous person um around i guess the best way to describe it and then uh uh being very vocal and being very uh, open about it is uh something that was very um uh uh passionate about and to this day i still am um like i have a, a podcast called the tribe talks and i bring on indigenous content creators um to talk about their life their uh, uh what they are in content creation um and just to learn a little bit more about themselves and whatnot um and being able to have these open conversations with people um i mean i still talk to people who don't know that we exist like to this day it's amazing how many people don't really fully understand that 
Um, so I'm very open with having these conversations about um, specifically who I am about uh, uh, my culture and my tribe and whatnot um, when it comes to um, helping people like take that first step and like, well, what is like an indigenous person or, or what is like a, like who are native people and, and stuff like that. Um, don't have any problem um, having that conversation really happy and really um, open to it because uh, uh, for the vast majority of uh, my upbringing, um, I was that native person. I was that guy. I was uh, the only person around who, you know, might not have looked like, you know, Timmy or Chuck or whoever, you know, um, who had uh, different um, understandings of things and whatnot. So um, for my entire life, I've had to describe like, hey, this is what I do. This is what I categorize as normal. Um, what that might be normal or um, the social norm for you might not be for other people. Um, and just kind of going about that for the vast majority of my life. I mean, that's uh, it's all fine by me. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, because I've I've noticed any time I've been in, in your streams or whether I'm like absorbing your tweets or, or anything you put out there, it's it, I feel that I feel your voice kind of thing, you know, and your presence and um, just being you and being proud of being you because like I, I think that. I know I struggled with that growing up as a child. Like it wasn't until well into my adulthood that I was really proud of who I am because, you know, I think all of us probably at some point in our lives were made to feel less than because we don't look like our friends because our skin's darker because of where we come from. If you grew up on a reservation, which I did, uh, you know, it, it was not the nicest land and people would say, Oh, that, over there it's trash there like it's trash people and just you know <laughs> just the worst kind of things so when you grow up with that it's really hard to be proud of who you are and where you come from but I, over the years uh, as i developed and felt more comfortable with myself i definitely um definitely felt way more comfortable and way more proud of, of who i am and even in my workspace i'll be like you know, like one of my coworkers was like, what are you thankful for on Thanksgiving? I'm like, I'm just thankful I'm here. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, we, I was almost not here. And he's like, oh, what happened? And I'm like, oh, you know, attempted genocide by the Canadian government, <laughs> you know, that whole thing. <laughs> he's like, that didn't happen. And I, I had to tell him like about everything. I was like, okay, let me sit you down, young buck. <laughs> Let's have a chat. <laughs> so we had a big, long conversation. And um, yeah, it's always it's always interesting when you think about like all of the experiences we've all been through. And the thing is, like, even though our experiences will be very similar, there we what's 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 the term I'm thinking of? We're not one. It's not one lived experience. It's multiple, but we'll definitely have some similarities. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, thank you for that. Um, Princess, I was curious to ask you about how, like, um, I, when you applied to be on the four direction stream team, we noticed right away when we were going through like part of the process as we go through your Twitch, we go through your socials and all that, like you, you had a very strong presence and you're very up, like, you know, upfront, I'm indigenous. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, can you talk about how important that is for you and like your your 
uh, approach with that, I guess. Um, so I've, you know, my grandmother had always instilled in me, you know, that we are indigenous and we're Mexican and these are the struggles that we've had growing up, like for them telling me their struggles. And she's like, and this is something you were going to carry with you, but keep that with you, keep it present, keep it forward. So even when I was doing like my beauty fashion stuff, I was always vocal that I am an indigenous woman, you know, in this space. I'm a Latina woman in this space. I want you to notice that and see that first. And then, you know, I'm going to carry the rest of this with me. And something that I do in online spaces is I feel I like to consider myself an advocate for like disabled people, because that is something that, you know, affects me daily and a queer advocate because that also affects me. And anytime I move in those spaces, I'm doing it. I'm going to butcher trying to say this word like I'm doing it indigenously because that is who I am. That's already going to be applied. And like, even though we get pushed to the wayside sometimes as native people, sometimes there's even there's more layers to our community that sometimes, you know, our disabled relatives, our queer relatives are going to get pushed down even further, kicked out of their homes or not get the support that they need. So I've always been like, no, like we've got to pull them forward. And I'm sure like a lot of people who follow me on Twitter have seen me advocating, like caption your content, like add your alt text to like informational graphics, because, you know, a lot of people are talking about Palestine right now. But you're like some people, while the conversation is very important, they're still leaving disabled people out because they're not making the content accessible. You know, some people need require screen readers to obtain this information. You've got to add that information. So I'm very much like, you know, we've got we've got to do this where, you know, you've got to make it accessible, <laughs> like I said. And um, one thing I wanted to touch on is something that Frybread said is that during uh, Native American Heritage Month is, you know, it is kind of like a, a token month in the sense that a lot of brands and companies and people have more eyes on us. And a tweet that I had made a while, like during the month was that, yes, we're loud this month, but we're loud every month. We're loud every day, but even more so during November or on Indigenous Peoples Day, because I know it's different in Canada than it is here in the States, we're louder on those days because that is our opportunity to speak up even more because more eyes are on us, more companies are looking at us. And it's like, okay, well, then I'm going to use it for my advantage. And another thing um, that Aretha had mentioned when you said, you know, like, where are the indigenous people when you're talking about like black and indigenous people of color in these spaces is um, I've seen like a lot of people talk about like LGBTQIA2 spirit. And I'm like, okay, you're including us, but where are you actually including us? You're using the acronym, but where are, where is your support for us in these spaces? Like, where are you uplifting like two spirit creators, where are you acknowledging them? Where are you like pushing them to the forefront? Or are you just using this for clout? You know, like, are you using 
our our name and our abilities or our disabilities and what we bring to the table for just this month? Or are you actually going to put in the work? Because it is work, you know, and all of us know that, you know, all of us as Indigenous people know that we have to put in the work. And it's not like we're trying to be like, oh, give us this because we're Indigenous. We want you to acknowledge us that we're Indigenous and that we can do the work and that we can stand out. And like with the Twitch Guild, like we are here, but nobody is seeing us. So yes, we're going to be louder. Yes, we're going to be in your face. Uh, Frybread, you had a title for one of your streams that said, move, I'm indigenous. I loved that. I loved that <laughs> so much because I was like, yes, you know, like we are going to make the space, you know, we like if you're not going to move, we will make you move. We will carve out the space that we deserve. And like, I don't know if anyone thinks that that sounds entitled but I think we deserve to be here we belong we deserve to take up space and speak our voice to be seen and heard and if somebody's gonna side eye us for doing that then they can get a new pair of glasses so <laughs> <laughs> and I hope I hope they step step on a Lego later mm-hmm. on you know, oh, wake up in the middle of the night and step on a lego that's my <laughs> wish for that yeah, person like, very much we belong here and we're gonna let you know so exactly now we were all brought together for this uh in part because of the dead by daylight event now um that was so much fun i i had a freaking blast i don't know about y'all but it was just i went back and watched the vod everybody's laughing having a good time Mm-hmm. Hydro vibed with all of us. We all had mm-hmm. moments with Hydro, which was really cool. One thing I was hoping to talk about during the event, but I just got so mixed up in all of the chaos and the indigenous energy, if you will. Um, I really wanted to talk about what we'd like to see in like a Native American chapter, Native Canadian chapter in Dead by Daylight, because I talk about that all the time. Like um, Natives... Are uh, are not represented in dead by daylight, even though they're on native Canadian land. Um, every nation in the world is represented, but the people in their own backyard. Now I, I'm going to say that's shameful. That That's let's just call it like it is. That's shameful. Um, what would you like to see out of, uh, uh, a native chapter? Well, we'll start with fry bread. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Damn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness imagine i know can you imagine like having an indigenous uh like a native character in dvd that'd be so fucking cool man oh my god mm-hmm. i i really so like this is the thing too about having uh a native indigenous character in dvd is like um depending on like what decide to be like what like entity like the outcome um i don't think it'll ever like fully represent who we are as a people um because that's true yeah like we are all different uh we come from different backgrounds like all of our our teachings are different and we all look different um like I feel like a lot of society views indigenous and native people as like this, uh, um, like the stereotype, right? Like long braids mm. and, you know, dark skin, and, <laughs> you know, yeah. like 
I have my winter skin on right now, so get the fuck off me. <laughs> 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 but like, you know, so I feel like if DBD were to do an indigenous slash native um like character uh playable survivor um or a killer that'd be interesting we have so much like (laughs) stories i mean i think it would be so easy to do a killer but that's besides the point coming back to the main topic um (laughs) i hope if they ever do that that they put together like a like an indigenous native panel um from people from different backgrounds and nations tribes pueblos lands what have you um so that there's the say you know as much say as it possibly can because like uh as indigenous and native people we are community oriented and a lot of the um like uh, what do you call it like decisions are not made by one person they're made by uh, multiple people who come together and decide on one thing or a multitude of different things that we um then work through you know um and i feel like i feel like for me i really really want like uh like just like an indigenous character that also transcends like what gender norms are because like in my culture and in a lot of um and a lot of cultures within indian country like gender is called colonial and um i don't like that and so like if we were able to have that i think that would be amazing i really think to like a uh a good well i I wouldn't say like the best representation but a decent representation of this is the uh apache character on fortnite like they are sexy as fuck, but they also like <laughs> fall under like this stereotype of like what people believe an indigenous person, a native person should look like. Um, mm-hmm. So all that to say is I want to see it. And at the same time, I feel like it's going to be hard to uh, like really project. And I feel like it's going to take a long time, but the long time that it does take and the amount of care and energy that goes into developing it, I feel like, would make so many of us seen and heard and welcomed and feel and loved. Um, I can only speak for myself, but if I saw a character that looked like me, I would feel so loved. And I, I would just, I would be on top of the moon. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that should just be like the baseline. If that makes sense. Like, I feel like a lot of games and games and things like that, they should just make a baseline for like respecting indigenous people and like showing that, um, there's love for us whenever we're constantly being told like you guys are talking about earlier constantly told that we are unloved and that we are not real um so that's a long way of answering by saying i don't know <laughs> um, no, I, but whatever they come up yeah. with you know yeah yeah it's a it's a deliberately tough question because like you said we're all so different and we don't we don't all have the same practices and we don't all look the same and all that and the thing is like other other games have introduced indigenous uh create uh creators and indigenous characters like rainbow six has that indigenous operator and they had like a whole cinematic which first time i watched it i cried it was so beautiful and um it made me just want that so bad for dead by daylight and you know two three years later we still don't have it so hopefully (laughs) <laughs> hopefully we get on their radar uh coda how about you what would you like to see if 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 and when dbd brought an indigenous character to, or characters um i think uh forever queen really hit it on the head there um how when 
exactly the first thing you said when um so I mentioned about Dead by Daylight is uh my brain went straight to Fortnite, is which uh, exactly what Fabric Queen said. You know, um they made them like so indigenous looking and everything, but then at the same time it's like, do I want that? Do I want them to look like that? Do I want this character to overly be like the stereotype of what people think that we are? You know, um, do I want to just be like a regular plain Joe that just says and he is Ojibwe in his title? Um, just like not to like go overly out of being like this is like who we are, but like maybe just like a little like like a graphic in there says like and this is like his background, you know, um, I'm I've been caught between that for uh, a while since we first started talking about this if we that question's been brought up a few times before um and i i i really just think i'm gonna give the same answer um as rapper queen as i don't know i think that the idea behind it would be righteous you know like i'm thinking like the abilities that this survivor or this killer would have would be amazing you know like i'm thinking something along the lines of uh uh like uh, uh, the, the stories of our ancestors or something like that you know i'm thinking along the lines of uh, uh being able to uh bring that out in some different sort of way or whatnot you know um but when it comes to the all actuality of it you know like just to be included in some way would be cool and maybe not be like i don't i don't just like just to have us be there would be cool i don't know i I guess that's the same answer i I don't know (laughs) yeah i feel that i feel that big time Uh, aretha how about you what would you like to see if they were like we're introducing this new chapter and what's your thoughts on that Oh, I talk about this daily, so I already know. <laughs> okay. So I feel like if they wanted to do something easier, that they could just, all they need to do is buy the IP for it, bring in Prey. Oh, then you have yeah. the Predator, and then you have the female ca- character, who uh, was played by Amber Midthunder, who is Comanche. Mm-hmm. You already have a backstory. You have everything ready to go. You have Predator. Everyone loves Predator. Survivor, killer easy done deal <laughs> yeah. i love that done deal because well, i mean other games do like i said have those indigenous community like you all y'all brought up those ones too but uh valorant actually technically has one as well gecko is uh i believe chicano as well from like california which is that also like you know indigenous kind of uh as well so like valorant has one fortnite has one you know and then you brought up that other game so i mean there are the games out there that already kind of have it. And I feel like, I mean, Valorant hasn't been around for that long, <laughs> you know? So yeah. I feel like, I feel like it's not, it's not a hard thing to do because I also don't want it to be just one, you know? Cause mm-hmm. the other thing too, is like, if we look at like, even from the backstories of where everyone is, they have multiple characters. I think the only one who doesn't have multiple characters, there's like one Canadian <laughs> that most people don't even yeah. know that Jeff is Canadian. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. from like Saskatchewan or somewhere. I don't know, somewhere in somewhere in the bridge. princess will know. <laughs> you, you're a lore person, right? <laughs> yeah, somewhere somewhere snowy. Yes, somewhere snowy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think um, I know when we've had conversations with Dead by Daylight. You know, we we have offered when we've said, you know, if it comes to time that you want to bring in an, an indigenous character. And you want to make sure that you're doing it right and consulting and like actually bringing in people to have those conversations so that you're being respectful and all those things. 
we could help you with that. <laughs> yeah. Which is also the work that I do in my in my day in my daily job. You know, I work for um an indigenous film festival and we actually do that a lot with the local organizations here, which is is doing that consultant kind of work to making sure that they're being respectful to us and that they're, you know, if they're doing land acknowledgements or in, in incorporating into their policy about how they be more inclusive for indigenous people and being respectful to them. Like we review all those things and it's, it's just something that I already do. So I'm like, yes, if you need mm -hmm. someone, we can put those people together. We can invite them all to the table <laughs> and we would make sure there would be diversity even amongst ourselves because we're yeah. not a monolith. We are each yeah. individual tribes and nations and we all have different perspectives and the more voices you have at the table, the better. And I know I've worked in a lot of nonprofits where we actually, indigenous nonprofits, where we use a consensus model, which is more indigenous than it is. Cause it's not like, you know, majority rules. It's no, no, no. We all come to the table and we all have to agree. Even if you're like, you know what? I'm just, I'm, it's not the hill I want to die on. So I'm going to be like, I'll just agree with you to agree. But I, but I just want to note that I'm not, hundred percent on board, but I'm also not hundred percent against it. So I'll, I'll, I'll move with the group for the, for the good, but just let you know, I'm not hundred percent on board yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. You raised some really good points and uh, yeah, I, I, I'd be, you know what I'd love to see. I would love to see, and I think Frybread, I think you might've touched on this a little bit when you were talking about it, but it, it would be really interesting to introduce like a two spirit character. Now we'd have to, of course, be very cautious and careful, be very respectful of creating a character like that, writing, writing their backstory, making their design because, um, you know, like in terms of dead by daylight and representation, um, they did, uh, I forgot which organization they worked with, but they announced that David King, the survivor is, is gay. And, that was really cool and everything, but it would just be, it would just be nice if that like came with, when that character came out. Right. So it's just, it's uh, reframing his character a little bit. And that was a really beautiful moment, but I, I think that um, that's what I'd like to see. And I know, I know what y'all mean. Like you don't want it to be, you know, stereotypical, you know, uh, representation as well. I think it would be cool if, just like all of the, um, uh, like the POC characters we have in Dead by Daylight already, like they, they have their everyday, you know, like night on the town kind of outfits or, you know, their professional career, whatever they're doing, they, they have their journalist outfit, um, or they have like their going out to the club kind of stuff. Like I, I think of stuff like that would be cool. Um, or their Christmas sweater. Uh, <laughs> yeah christmas sweater yeah uh, princess what what would you l look for in a in an, an indigenous chapter so it's kind of funny that you ask because i've actually tweeted several times at behavior and at dead by daylight that if they ever needed an indigenous character model that i was like Hey, I'm available. Like, I'm more than happy to do a character model. I'll Heck fly yeah. out. I got some free time. I have super fun outfits that could easily be 
uh, made into cosmetics. And it's something like I just kind of like would joke about like with my friends in my community because I was like, I would love to see an indigenous survivor. I'm indigenous. I'm cute. Like I could be, <laughs> you know, and it's something that I feel like even somebody in our community, like because, you know, they get, uh, you know, voice actors and character models that aren't like super, super famous people, like obviously no disrespect to them. And it's awesome that we got Nicolas Cage as, you know, a famous actor. But I think they could find somebody in the community who is a Dead by Daylight fan and bring that to the game. And I also feel like it's hard to, you know, like what everybody's kind of touched on. Like, obviously, you don't want to go like full token character in, you know, we don't want to have some sort of you know, Disney's Pocahontas situation. You know what I mean? Like they don't, oh. we don't want them to just go so overboard in trying to include mm -hmm. that it's almost a character, a caricature and a joke. You know, we really want them to take care and consideration into adding somebody. And Crow, like you mentioned, like it would be nice to have some traditional wear but also like regular everyday wear like a lot of us wear band t-shirts a lot of us you know like myself are alternative you know I'm not a gauze alternative but I like to wear pastels and stuff like that like there's options there that I feel like could include everybody and I think them being androgynous or two-spirit or non-binary would be the way to go because I also you know fully believe that you know gender is a construct and we have an opportunity to make a really inclusive character here and they just have to take the risk I guess and I don't want to describe it as a risk but the sad reality is is that there would be for mm -hmm. a company but I feel like it would also be so worth it because it would bring in even more people, in my opinion. So I think, yeah, I think that's, that's, would be great. that's amazing. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely have to start a, maybe a Twitter campaign or X campaign, get princess in DVD. <laughs> there we go. Yes. <laughs> so it's going to be, it's going to be either prey or princess uh, yes. being a DVD. Let's, let's make that happen. <laughs> right? Both. I'm totally down for both. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I think we said we'd chat for about an hour. I think we're just a little bit past that. I could sit here for 10 hours yapping at y'all, <laughs> but I think we should maybe start to wrap it up a little bit. Um, as we wrap it up, let's go around the table. What, what was everybody's... I, I'm curious. Spotify uh, wrapped just got released for everybody does anybody <laughs> want to share your top artist <laughs> heck yeah i will um okay. my top artist was is a, a fallout boy let's go and i've been yeah. listening to fallout boys since i was in high school and they've i've got two fallout boy tattoos like i am a oh, fallout nice. boy fan so <laughs> They right they've been they've been up there for me for a long time. <laughs> right on. Anyone else want to share? I'm a little bit more country. My top artist was Darius Rucker. 
Um, <laughs> Hell yeah! Right on. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Darius. I listen to his music daily. So <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Uh, Frybread, how about you? Uh, for 2023, apparently I was obsessed with SZA. nice I loved it so much my number one song was Kill Bill so I might have been going through it I'm not sure (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know it is what it is I love her so much she's amazing (laughs) heck yeah that's awesome Aretha did you have your okay I, I did. I, I just, I'm, again, horrible with names, so I'm, I'm looking it up right now, because I'm like, I was like, I was like, what was that artist's name again? I, to be honest, like, okay, okay. Taylor Swift? <laughs> it was actually Jungle. Uh, I, I actually oh. first heard them on TikTok. They were like, there was the dance that there was the dance that they did. And then I was like, oh, this is a cool band. So then I ended up looking at them on Spotify and then I just listened to their whole record like continuously. Nice. And there nice. were some nice. artists. There were some artists that I was like, I didn't even know that that was the artist name. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, like, I just knew the song. And then they were like, it was this artist. And they gave me like a special message from the artist. And thank you for listening to my songs. And I'm like, Ooh. nice. Apparently, I listened to your song a lot. But yeah, but it, right was, it was jungle. It was jungle. Nice. That's great. Uh, my, my top was Harry Styles. I just had had nice. his latest album on just repeat just non-stop mm. late night talking y'all that's i think it might have been my top oh no um the the sushi music for a sushi sushi restaurant was my top song so it was just <laughs> that was like my summer anthem <laughs> i guess because i like gave you a breakdown of how often and when you listen to their music you know, yeah for me mm. it was like summertime i was like hey all right back when i was cruising around and yeah Harry Styles y'all um yeah you guys let's go around uh, again let's go around the table and uh if you can tell people where they can find you online um or or if it's if they have to wait until April to find you uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) that's very pointed I wonder who that's about (laughs) I don't know one of us in the group has taken a hiatus and uh, you know no seriously though fry bread it's I'm gonna miss your presence but I totally understand let's start with you where where can people find you when you're back from your your uh, social hiatus well, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, so I'm on Twitter and twitch.tv, you know, at Fry Bread Queen. That's F-R-Y-B-R-E-A-D-Q-U-E-E-N. Um, I'm also a beat artist on Instagram and TikTok under Young Beating. That's Y-L-U-N-G B-E-A-D-I-N-G. Um, that's mostly, mostly where you're going to find me. I'm not going to be on Twitch or streaming for a long time, a couple months, but it'll go by fast. Hopefully not too fast because I have to study. Um, but I'm, <laughs> I still have my uh, Twitter on my phone. Um, so I'll still be active within the Twitter sphere as well. Cool. Coda, where, where can people find you and your content? Well, of course, I'm on TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, uh, under Coda FM. Uh, 
talk show host, radio personality, missing my shots, uh, all your uh, uh, sort of thing there. That's uh, where he's going to be at. And Aretha, where where can we find you online? Uh, so my tag is the same everywhere. Uh, simply Aretha. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Twitch. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm also on Snapchat. I'm not on Snapchat, but I have a Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Same uh, here. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like um, I'm, I'm a communication. So if there's something new, I just quickly get my name. And then I was like, okay. So yeah, you'll always find me anywhere. Um, simply Aretha. Um, I do stream on Twitch uh, three times a week. I'm currently trying to get uh, to streaming on TikTok as well. Uh, I also am developing a new podcast as well that I will be working on. And so you could also find any of my work on my production company, which is, I just recently changed the name to Ready Up Productions. And um, yeah, but that's where you can find me. Right on. Thank you. And Princess, where can we find you online? You can basically find me anywhere online. I am everywhere. So I am on Twitch, on TikTok, on Twitter. I know it's called X, but you know, we all still call it Twitter. <laughs> And YouTube, Instagram, like everywhere. You just type in that princess. Make sure you spell princess with a Y. And I'm going to pop up. And sometimes even like my old content will pop up. So princess, it's it's me. I've uh, like pretty much claimed this name online. So I am everywhere and I stream uh, currently two times a week. So come hang out and vibe with me. I do the VTubing thing on Twitch, but I do not hide my face, so I you'll see my pictures, you'll know what I look like, I'm everywhere, and you know, come hang out, let's vibe, have fun, and laugh, and cry, and scream, getting chased by <laughs> killers. <laughs> yeah. Will people be able to find you if you're using distortion? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'll be up in their face running running them for five gems. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> oh, shots fired. My my war on distortion That's continues. Yeah. I I love I love that we have this like little banter back and forth. And I'm like, how's that for your distortion? And it's me like running the gens and getting the flashy says. I'm like, ah, distortion. And I love that that's become like a joke on my channel now. Yeah, oh, it's, it's great. great. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, and you, you can find me. I'm on I'm on Twitter, The Crow Show. I'm trying to get my old, my original handle. I'm so jealous of people who have like the the same name across everything. With some motorcyclist like from the UK has my name. It's really annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, and Twitch. I haven't streamed a lot lately, but hopefully, getting back into it again real soon. Just. Life stuff keeps happening. Health stuff keeps happening. So uh, haven't been able to do everything consistently. And of course, the podcast, Red Rank Podcast, you can find it on all streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, YouTube, etc. So yeah, Red Rank Podcast. Um, and if you've listened to our podcast, thanks very much. And uh, in each episode, I'm going to be leaving like a question of the day kind of thing. So if you want to fill that out, I'll read answers in a future episode. So thanks very much for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll talk with you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Later. Cool.